And I used to be like that too because I'm an impatient asshole. So it's like I'm always like wanting that next result. And I think people get too antsy about those results. And super impatient asshole, by the way. Just really <laughs> emphasize that. By can we way. play that back, by the way? Can we just like re- go back and play that like 10 I hope, times? I later? hope the producer can do that. <laughs> Cause I'm an impatient asshole. Cause I'm an impatient asshole. Impatient asshole. What is good, guys? You are here on the Mind vs. Muscle podcast. I am Cody Boom Boom McBroom, and I am here with my boy Theosaurus Flex. <sighs> The weirdest nicknames out there bro. <laughs> every time. And like we said, we're going to switch it up every time for him. And these are real nicknames. We actually, uh, I, I've never called him that, uh, but Luca, Luca made that. Yeah, up. I think he did. Well, it wasn't me. It's kind of a weird thing to call you, bro. Yeah. But anyway, so today we are going to get into a, a good topic. Obviously, we train uh, a lot of people. We've trained hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. I've written hundreds and hundreds of articles. So we've talked to a lot of people and we've gotten a ton of questions Um, We've heard a lot of different struggles, a lot of different issues that people go through. So like one thing that we want to talk about um, in these beginning uh, episodes is pretty much the biggest mistakes people make in different categories, right? So we're going to go over our own opinions. I have no idea what Theo uh, has planned to talk about in his topics and he has no idea what I'm going to talk about. So it could be a debate. We could agree and we could disagree. It'll be good to see uh, where our minds are at with everything. But we're going to talk about building muscle and strength. We're going to talk about fat loss. We're going to talk about mindset and we're going to talk about nutrition. So um, because we started in that order, let's go with building muscle and strength. So I'll let you kick it off. What is your... Well, well, really quick, I just want to give a quick, you know, like disclaimer and quick heads up. Like if you guys hear... Cody go silent it's because he disagreed with me and I punched him in the face and he's laying on the floor unconscious <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not happening so um so what was your question yeah that's why I got the stone I was so distracted I, I, could, me, I was like yeah I was just like playing that out in my head so I had no idea what you just this said dude, so go he's got built up anger towards me I don't get yeah, it a little it's, bit it's jealousy man might be all right so we're gonna talk about building muscle and strength first I'll let uh, Theo kick it off. Uh, what is the biggest mistake or mistakes, if you wrote more than one, that you uh, that you see on a frequent basis? Well, for me personally, the, the on the whole building muscle thing was, you know, I, I felt like when I hit a certain plateau, uh, it was because I was I continued to do the same type of training. Like for me, like performance is like it's fun. It's like what I love to do. But right. um, you know, moving away from that is kind of what got me from. I think my plateau was at like 190 to like 195. So getting away from that style of training um, and then coming back to it uh, eventually. Um, and then I think that that's the case with most people in the gym. Like if you go into a big box gym, like I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now have experienced the same thing to kind of like where, you know, if you if you got programs from uh, any magazines or if you got them off the Internet or, you know, wherever whatever your source is and then you just continue to do that style of training um, things get stale and, and your mindset kind of takes a hit as right. well. Yeah. Um, and, and the body adapts pretty quick to, n- yeah, no matter sure. what we're talking about. So, um, Joe DeFranco said one time, and I love this, the, he had a question like, what's the best program for building muscle? And I thought he was going to like go in depth on this topic. Right. And he was right. like, the best program is the program you're not doing. Exactly. And then he yeah. just went to the next question. And yeah, I, was just I couldn't like, agree more. Yeah, it's true. hundred percent. Um, so I think for me, it, it had a couple things that kind of uh, bonded together for building muscle. And this is something I experienced is, is not eating enough. 
um, because you need to be in a surplus to gain weight, no matter what program you're doing. And like you said, if you don't change your programs frequently enough, you're not going to continue to build muscle. But even when you start that first program, you won't build adequate size, assuming you're not a beginner, like a brand new uh, trainee, if you're not eating enough. Um, and then the, the part that goes with that is focusing on too many goals, right? So like for me, it, it was like, I didn't want to eat enough to build muscle because I didn't want to lose my abs. Right. So I was focusing on fat loss and muscle and strength and you know what I mean? Performance. And, and you really got to like zone in on what your one thing is and, right. and take off on right. that. And I think we can both agree on that pretty yeah, big. For and, sure. and then going back to what you said, I took this little note too, is, is doing what they do. So if you got yoked on a performance-based plan, which is possible to train like an athlete and get big, right? And then I'm like, oh, Theo got big on that. I'm going to try that. But if, if that's not what I'm going to excel at or my body's not going to adapt well at because of genetics or performance-based mobility, whatever it is, I don't think it's right for me to just do what you do. Yeah. And I see that a lot. And that goes back to the whole magazine topic, right? Mm -hmm. People just follow whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like the shiny object syndrome. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. Seems like it works, right? So you're going to try it. And I think like to summarize what we're both saying, and I think building muscle and strength is probably the easiest one to cover um, because a lot of people do the same thing, you know, right. like, oh, I do eat a lot. I eat a ton, you know, like drink protein shakes all day. And, and it's it's really not about that. It's it's about eating a total calorie. You need the fat. You need the carbs. You need everything. Um, then you got to train hard. And shit, that might be another one too is like I see a lot of people that just don't push themselves enough yeah. in the volume. You know what I mean? They're not training adequately enough. And then you ask them, like, I know for me, when I really made a lot of progress on building size, which was actually recently, is when I actually looked into my program and I calculated how many reps and sets I did across the entire week yeah. to hit a certain amount of volume, you know? And I know for people like my clients that have been successful, the reason they have been is because I do that for them. You know what I'm saying? And when I go to the gym and it's my time to train, I'm like, I'm just going to grind this out. Like, I'm just going to have fun or do whatever. So it's hard to do it for yourself. Well, that's what it comes down to is like educating yourself. Right. And like, that's why most people hire coaches like yeah. in every aspect of your life, but especially with fitness is because I was actually having this conversation with somebody who uh, messaged me uh, this morning that I've known since I was a kid. Um, it just asked me for simple tips, but um, you know, I, and I, I didn't, I didn't sell myself. I just like said, Hey man, like, you know, find a coach that's, that, you connect with and that you that you trust yeah um because at the end of the day man like if if you're if you're seeking if you're seeking help like go get it right like don't just go into the gym every day and kind of just guess like what you're gonna yeah. do right like man like you're gonna get bored real fast and yeah. we see a lot of that on a daily basis i um, think like that's the that's the biggest like one of the biggest issues across the board with just men in general like i feel like especially when they're trying to, to build muscle help. yeah like yeah. And, and sometimes it takes uh, being really overweight and needing to lose a lot of fat to be like, fuck, dude, like my health, like I need this. I have to ask for help. Right. But skinny guys are afraid to ask for help to get big. But their lack of confidence is the exact same thing, right? Um, I think that's that's huge. And, and it's funny when you get those questions. I got one the other day from a dude um, that I know from back in the day, skateboarding and stuff. And he... Uh, it was, he was literally like, Hey man, like I see that you're super in fitness. Like you look like a really smart guy. Can you help me uh, get abs? Give me some tips. And I'm just like, Dude, yeah, that's like the number one thing is like, let me, <laughs> yeah, let me get some abs. It's like. not that simple. <laughs> I was like, uh, are you, are you eating well? Like what's your nutrition? Like, are you training at all? Like doing strength training? Like, yeah. I think the more questions that you ask somebody too, like it exposes like they're like, holy shit. Oh, there's like, a lot oh more to this. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and that's why I do it. Reading a magazine yeah, and, exactly. and following this program. Cause if you don't know why you're doing certain things, then, yeah. you know, 
again, like you can't progress from that. Yeah. But that also kind of brings me into because like number two on mine, I wrote down a few. Number two on mine was relying too much on supplements. So, you know, I'm a big fan and I tell a lot of my clients is eat as much as you can, like get a, get as many of those calories as you can from actually consuming your food or 100%. chewing your food versus like drinking it or, you know, relying on creatine or beta alanine mm-hmm. or all these, you know, there's, there's so many supplements out there. And like, again, like people just don't want to put in the work or, or put in the time and the effort in order to, to prepare. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I see these supplements that these, you know, uh, Ronnie Coleman is is you know standing next to and muscle I knew you were gonna say him dude, too. That was yeah, exactly I mean, dude, what he's I was like say. he's he's honestly like I'm not even into bodybuilding really. Like I don't watch like Mr. Olympia. Like I, I I'm really not too caught up in that shit. Mm-hmm. But like that dude was hilarious, and I watched him on YouTube's and like on on YouTube videos and like dude just hit like he's just fired up. Yeah, and you know what? Like the cool thing about him is he also can deadlift seven to eight hundred yeah, pounds he's strong as so like and that's the difference people are like like these magazine workouts he doesn't do that shit yeah. he's actually in the gym grinding yeah. deadlifting heavy weights he's doing that shit the reason he's huge is because he trains like a beast and he's on the shit ton of steroids yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know to each his own dude i'm actually going to mr olympia this year and i'm pumped because i'm gonna try to get a picture with one of those dudes yeah. just to show like actually that their bicep is as big as my torso like yeah. it's just gonna be nuts it's like, stupid but i totally agree i think uh you got to look at supplements as like you're splitting hairs when you rely on them, right? They got to be at the very, very end of your plan at the top of the pyramid as far as like, okay, I'm training consistently. I have uh, the right amount of volume. I have a systemized program. I have a coach that's telling me what to do. I have my nutrition on lock. I'm tracking macros. Like all these things fall way before supplements. Yeah. And that's the issue is people rely on those things so like for a pre-workout for example because you said beta alanine like they got a ton of the shit in there that's supposed to help you right um for one a lot of the stuff doesn't actually work i'm just gonna throw that out there like beta alanine doesn't even kick in to help you until you're past i think it's 50 to 60 seconds of work yeah. so like you get that jittery feeling but unless you're doing 50 rep squats it really doesn't help you or if you're playing like an endurance sport yeah. right um well that's the thing i think that there's certain supplements that have kind of like their purpose. Like it's not kind of yeah. like a one size fits all right. type of supplement. In- like you got to understand why, why you're there. Why exactly. You're doing it. And, and I think the issue that I was going to say is like, if you go to the gym and you have no energy, uh, you feel like shit, you're like really like your mind's not in it and you're just not there to like really perform. So you take a, a pre-workout supplement. That's not what you should be looking at. You should be looking at your sleep, your stress, your right. training. Cause I know for me when I, I used to rely on those heavily, right? And then I really was like, you know what? I need to like get some shit in check. I started meditating. I started working on myself, started working on stress and sleep. Then I for, I would literally forget to take my pre-workout. And I realized like, dude, I don't even need this shit, right? Like now I have caffeine pills in case I need a little boost because it's late at night when I train, but that's 200 milligrams of just yeah. pure caffeine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think most of it, I think a lot of it actually has to do with uh, you know, kind of like the placebo effect, like people take it and oh, they're like, Oh, this is pre-workout. Yeah. And like, I'm on fucking like on top of the world and I'm yeah. going to go bench press 300 pounds. And it's like, absolutely. You know what? Like I still like every once in a while will take some if I get it just because of that, because you get that tingle and like, I know the science behind it. I know it doesn't work for shit, that but, sounded a, but I won't say it, what, but tingle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about the tingle in your skin. We take pre-workout. All you meatheads know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, when you take that, man, like you, you, 
you do get that placebo effect, right? And then, and you feel like you're about to just crush this workout. And like, I laugh at myself afterwards, but I'm like, you know what? Like, and in those scenarios, I actually think pre-workout is beneficial. If it works like that for you and you get a better workout, but you know, it's only because of placebo, I think that's okay. Right, right. But if you're really relying on that shit, you know what I mean? Um, creatine is great. I will throw that out there. I think that's an amazing supplement. It's actually proven, but if you're, if nothing else is in line, then you're, you're wasting your time. It's yeah. not going to make you a monster. It's going to help you like, two percent <laughs> you maybe you yeah. know what i mean so and it, they i mean for me too like all of these all of these mistakes kind of like tie into one another too because i think a reason the reason why you know some people will rely on supplements because there's kind of you know there's different gateways right and and i think that the next one would be like overtraining, mm -hmm. um to an extent right like i mean you definitely want to bust your ass and you know i've i've been in the gym for like you know two hours. I was in there for like 90 minutes today. Um, but I think that people are, tr are spending a lot of their time in yeah. the gym, man. Like I, you know, I see people on Instagram who are there like fucking like two times or three yeah. times a day. Well, and it's how, how, yeah. And how productive are you being in, in the gym at right. that time? Right. right. Like, half like 30 minutes of the time you spend in there is doing mobility so you're right, not like right. destroying your body you're actually improving it right so right. that counts for a lot of that time so i don't think that's overtraining but I, I think that spectrum actually goes both ways some people under train the shit out of themselves like Correct. right they're not even close to hitting Correct. enough volume training hard enough and then the other people are just like you said just in there way too much yeah. they think they got to do two a days they think that and i get that all the time like hey like i want to start coming to the morning classes too and i'm like why like, yeah you're burning yourself yeah, out. And, you, and yeah, you, I can tell just by looking at you that yeah. you haven't slept. Yeah, like let's go through the checklist, right? Where's your nutrition at? Where's your sleep at? Where's your training at now? Like are you killing the sessions yeah. that we're supposed to be hitting right now? You know, so um, I definitely agree with you on that. So the big, the big takeaway on that I think is just, you know, write down that checklist and really make sure that you have that on point before you start adding things in. Yeah. Right, because I think that too many habits uh, to a certain extent, right, is going to – uh, is going to sabotage people. Right? You think that you got to do everything under the sun when you just got to focus on a few things, yeah. get that done and you'll see results. Right. And I think like that goes right into fat loss because a lot of those issues, like whether you want to build muscle or not, a lot of those issues that we were talking about with the muscle building, the building strength, they fall into the fat loss category. And I mean, supplements is, is huge on that one too. We're not going to go back into that whole can of worms, but at the end of the day, it's, if your nutrition's not on point and you're focusing on supplements, like what's like, you're, you should be getting enough nutrients from your food. Not, yeah. you don't need like fat burners do not work people <laughs> at all. Like it's just, and, and I've, I've fallen into that yeah. like plenty of times. That was my first, literally my first thing. Like when I was like, okay, I'm going to start working out. I need to figure this out. Like I'm gonna go buy some fat burners and didn't do shit like yeah. at all. So you got to master that. So like, I'll kick it off with this one. My biggest mistake that I see too much is switching things or adding things in too frequently, right? So we'll start a new plan. I, I give somebody their macros um, and then within a week, they're like, I haven't lost any weight. Do we need to drop carbs? Or they are adding in cardio after two weeks of, uh, of like slow progress on the scale or they are switching up their training style every two weeks when you need to periodize it for a little bit longer. Um, and there are some cases where you can switch it every two weeks, but like the majority of your movements should not change that frequently. I yeah. feel like, so for me, it's just constantly switching things. And I used to be like that too, cause I'm an impatient asshole. So it's like, I'm always like wanting that next result. And I think people get too antsy about those results and super impatient asshole, by the way, just really <laughs> emphasize that. Can we way. play that back by the way? Can we just like re go back and play that? Like 10 I hope, times I hope the producer, can do that. <laughs> I'll um, admit it. 
Well, from personal experience, I, I, I would have to agree. Like 100%, I think that's the number one thing. And again, like that kind of just goes back to like mainstream medias. Like people see, you know, these lose 10 pounds yeah, in seven days. Doing? or Yeah, like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to buy this supplement or I'm going to do this. And, right. you know, I'm going to... I'm going to look great for Cabo next yeah. week, yeah. right? Which is like, man, it's crazy. And, and if you think short term like that, you're losing straight away. Like right off the bat, you're, I mean, that's setting you up for failure, yeah. right? Like you got to look at, and I think that, you know, that for me, the next one will be like goal setting, yeah. right? I think people fail like when it comes to fat loss, you know, when pe- if people do like the boot camp stuff or the high intensity stuff and they're just kind of showing up with no real goal in mind, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's massive as well. Yeah. And I think, uh, like somebody the other day, um, and you've probably gotten this too. I've gotten this multiple times. Uh, like, what are you training for? Like, I know, right. like, you're for like, what, what are you training for? And they always expect like this competition or this sporting event or something. And I was like, man, like uh, next summer I'm going to uh, Europe. Like I want to just look better, be stronger. So when I go to the European Vigor Ground Gym, like I can just like throw up some weight. And they're like, next year? Like, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? This shit takes a while. Like I got a good goal and I just like, I want to slowly get there. So I don't fuck up my body. Um, but I think something like to go back to just like adding things in or focusing on too many things or seeing what other people are doing and not setting those goals. Like Jason Frugia, I follow him a lot. And one thing like I thought was interesting at first, I thought it was crazy that he said it, but he said he doesn't even read any business books anymore. And I'm like, that's like insane. Like, don't you want to grow? And, and his reasoning was there's so many different business tactics and what I'm doing right now is working. So yeah. I don't want to fill my mind because what I yeah. would do is I would read something new and then the next week I'm trying to change things, implement things, and then it would screw up my pattern right. of what I've already been successful with. So like to put that into fat losses is 100% like perfect, I think. Like people are just so worried about and, and Instagram probably makes this the worst thing in the world because you see guys out there doing the yeah. stupidest shit. Like, have you seen these guys lately that are doing like sit-ups and like their friends punching them in the stomach? Yo, it's like no. it's like this new core training fad on Instagram. It's like serious. Oh, I swear to God, they'll be doing like incline, uh, like weighted sit-ups. They're decline weighted sit-ups. They'll sit up and they lift like the plate over their head, and this motherfucker is boxing his his abs, bro. Oh wow, it's funny. And then. They, uh, I saw this other meme. They were taking it too far, and this dude came in with like a like a huge piece of wood and like smacked his friend. They were like fucking around with yeah. it, but but people are really doing yeah. that, right? See, that's the problem. And it started with that dude. I think that you saw him. He's carrying a trap bar uh, while he's pulling like a semi truck yeah, or something. Yeah. So that guy's getting ready for like a combat sport. So he actually had like somewhat of a good idea behind what he was doing, and then people started taking it too far. Like, oh, that's how you get abs. Right. You got to beat the shit out of him while you're training. Right. Him. Like. Right. That's a side tangent, but it's retarded. But the point is, is like you see stuff on Instagram and and just go crazy with it or add it in or or switch what you're doing. I think that, man, like, and this is kind of like a side rant, is that if you're like a fitness professional or if you if you if you if you're putting out content like on fit because there's a lot of uh, people putting out content like in the fitness industry who really aren't fitness professionals or who don't do the education yeah. and don't study and don't put the time in. We're putting out shit content and like you got to like realize that like you're literally like you're you're messing with people like yeah. seriously messing with people like so you put out you put out these crazy exercises or like these cool sexy looking exercises, and people are doing them and like getting like seriously hurt like yeah. you know come in and say that oh well i messed up my lower back and like you know like or it's just something crazy like i think it's, it's like, safe to say like that is the uh the like 
the main reason CrossFit has such a bad rep, right? Like right. I think uh, I think there's some CrossFitters out there that shit I look up to. You know what I mean? They uh, they have Olympic lifting certifications. I want to make that clear. Right. They go in and they destroy these workouts. They're jacked for a reason, but they're also not injured for a reason, right? And then they put it out there like you can be like this too, and it's like let's be real, you can't like. You can digress, uh, like degress that a lot, and then help people look like that. But you can't help them look like that by doing snatches on the minute every minute for yeah. twenty minutes yeah. with some burpee cartwheels. You know what I mean? Especially just, if they don't have the shoulder mobility. Oh, like, man, crazy, like I see a bro. lot of people like who are, especially like on Instagram, like people I follow. Like I'm not gonna call you guys out, but like, you know, what I mean, like you don't have the shoulder mobility yet. You're throwing up like mm-hmm. two hundred pounds up over your head, uh, and like. At a, at a high speed. Yeah. Like, man. And so, like, here's actually, this is a good good little uh, reason to, like, boost your, like, mobility thing you got going on right now. Because, obviously, I've been doing a ton of the stuff that you show me. And I'll even do some stuff in the morning, like, body weight, just, like, while I'm waiting for my coffee. Just little tiny movement stuff for my shoulders, my chest, uh, thoracic spine, hips. I've been doing all this stuff, right? And, and I haven't done cleans or snatches in so long because they bug me. Like, and, and I think they're dope. And... Lately, I was like, you know what? I want to start incorporating them again, like because they they crush me in training. I'm trying to push the tempo and conditioning, and I and I want monster traps. Like that's my goal right now. And so I've been adding, uh, I've been doing EDTs with like sled work, sprints, and then like heavy clean and presses. Like mm-hmm. so, not the workout for the typical person. Like I got to throw that out there. But man, my shoulders have been feeling great. Yeah, I've been doing that multiple times a week. And then I started doing uh, last night. I don't know if you saw. I was doing snatches too. Not super heavy. I think I had like a hundred bars uh, pounds on the bar. But I was doing eight to ten reps, and it was totally fine. Like yeah. I had no issues. And that blew me away as soon as I did that. So I think like if you're gonna go do those things, start with the prehab, right? Like the pre uh, the rehabilitation, so you don't have to rehab after you fuck yourself up Correct. trying to do these. Like, I think that's probably the biggest thing. So, um, I think we can agree on the sense, like going back to the topic, switching things up or adding things in too frequently is probably the biggest mistake we see for fat loss. For fat loss, most definitely. Consistency is key, guys. Like, figure out a system and stick with it. I think I think the only time, and I tell this to clients all the time, and, and it's hard for them to realize, but I say, like, I don't want to switch anything unless you don't see the scale move for two to three weeks. Two weeks being the absolute minimum. Um, and that's if we've been having progress for a long time, right? right? So if we just started something, that gets raised up to like three to four weeks right yeah. away. You know what I mean? Like if we're doing something and we're seeing 0.5 to two pound loss, depending on your size, like week after week after week, and then we get a two week stall, then you can like consider and I think switching that, it up. I think that like the coaches um, the trainers who are who are listening to this, I think that like don't don't be afraid to to explain that to your clients, right? Because I, I think that a lot of people are kind of, they're scared to yeah. lose business Yeah. because I mean, man, like I'm sure that you've, uh, you've came across it with, with your clients. I certainly have with my clients. If I tell them that they get discouraged yeah. because it's like, man, like how are you going to tell me that I'm putting in all this work? And yeah. then three to four weeks later, like I'm waiting for the, the scale to change. Right. right. But there's little things in between like week to week. And every time that you meet with them, um, you know, like accountability stuff and just checking in with them and, and kind of, you know, boosting their confidence a little bit. I think that's, that's more of just like the skill of coaching. That's yeah. the art of coaching. Um, but I think again, like I think that a lot of people aren't doing that because they're afraid to lose their business. Yeah. Right? It's like, you can't give up your integrity of what you believe as far as fitness and nutrition and your philosophies behind everything, just because a client's paying you. And, and I think 
at the beginning, it's scary because you're trying to make a living off right, it. Right. Um, and I know that I'm at the point now where uh, I make it very clear at the very beginning, like, hey, like what we do here, what I do in my online business, everything, it, it's lifestyle oriented. I've turned down a couple online clients because they're like, I want to see like this in 30 days. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm just right. going to be real with you. And they're like, well, I want you to give me a meal plan, you know, like write out everything I'm supposed to eat. I was like, I don't do that. Like, that's not lifestyle oriented. And that's not what I believe in. Yeah. They hung up on me and I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. worth it, you yeah. know? And then they're 30 days later, they're probably in the same spot, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know? where did that, I, I mean, where does that stem from too? You know what I mean? Like what were those people exposed to? And that's again, like yeah. that comes to, that comes back to the content that people are putting out. Yeah. So like for the fitness professionals who are listening, um, please do like your due diligence, like whatever, like whatever platform you use, it doesn't have to be a blog like Cody does. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could just be social, whatever, mm-hmm. like put out content so people people there's 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 credibility to like what you're saying yeah. so like when you're face to face with your client say and you know they're not really understanding say hey go read this right like yeah. and and source uh you know where you get it from don't I mean, be afraid to do that either yeah, a mean, lot of people are afraid lot. to like be like yo go check out this coach go check out this guy and it's like why like right. that they, they, they're afraid that business is going to leave right and right. i think that's retarded but and if you if you really don't believe that like you can still make money like understand that the fitness industry is a billion dollar industry yeah so there's plenty of money to be made so don't fear that like do like what you believe in and 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 business will come man period. that's like I, that's what i love about this industry on a business note is like we could do so many different things within it to make so much. that's why I, I feel like people get stuck in just the training and it's like you need to uh, branch out to so many different sources right coaching is like the foundation of how we build a bigger business right. you know what i mean so um so that's a good carry over into the mindset cue so i'm gonna let you start with this one but uh, the biggest mistakes you see in people's mindset and i and, and when we say mindset i think we're just trying to say the connection between mindset and getting your physical results or you know stress uh self-confidence all these different things kind of tie in there well I think, I think that a lot of, when, when people come into the gym, it is to relieve stress, which is a good, you know, it's a good outlet. It's a healthy outlet. But if you're not, if you, if you let it, if you let it become like, you know, so much like, you know, uh, a part of you and, and you just start tensing up with everything that you do. Right. And like you train angry and like i know your stress relief into a stress right 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 exactly and i I think that uh again like you're you're not allowing your your body to down regulate Mm -hmm. so yes you can train angry and i know that there's a lot of people who say you know train pissed off and this and that like yes but to a certain extent because if if you're pissed off and then you walk out of the doors and you're still pissed off (laughs) then it's really not doing what you want it to do, right? So uh, I I get it, right? Like, man, I I go into the gym and I'm pissed off sometimes too. And it's a good stress relief for me, right? It's kind of like my space to, uh, you know, to to release. But I also understand that, you know, if I'm walking out of there and I still feel like I want to punch a hole in somebody, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) there it's, it's, it's not doing what it was supposed to do. So, um, you know, little things that, you know, like meditation or, uh, just going on a walk or journaling, right? Like writing shit down and expressing like how you're feeling, what's bothering you and, and let it all out. Cause I think that a lot of people will suppress that 
and and then let it just consume them and then think that moving weight every day or kicking their ass to the point of exhaustion in the gym right, right? like it, it doesn't I it think doesn't like, make sense thinking about what's stressing you out or thinking about the angry things to fuel your workout is probably the worst idea because you're like you said like obviously you just broke it down you're gonna work out pissed but I think a stress relief, and this is why I love to play soccer and skateboard, because when I go out there, I don't think about those stresses. So when I'm done, I'm still not thinking yeah. about those. I'm thinking about like the soccer game. I'm thinking about positive things. So if I go out there and every time I kick the ball, I'm thinking about like that person's head I want to kick, then I'm going to leave there still wanting to kick them in the head, and it's right. not going to solve the issue. Right. Um, and like this, this is not an e- egotistical or a vague thing to say at all, but... I think it's funny because we, so we go do like fitness events and we meet different fitness people. And every time, like I noticed that Vigor Ground, if you guys don't notice, we're all in really good shape or jacked. And I think it's funny because we meet people and they tell us that. And we look at the other gyms and we're like, damn, I thought like all gym yeah. would just be like this, yeah. right? Um, there's a lot of gyms out there that aren't. And I think it's funny because a lot of people would expect and I've heard this actually to like come in and work out with us and the crew at night. And we're all just going to be screaming and listen to fucking Pantera death metal. Like, <laughs> and you come in and like the other night we were, that. we were listening to what was it? Dance cardio radio. Right. And we were literally like, like doing like the stupidest dances, making yeah. a fool of I was ourselves. like doing the running man for like yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. Like straight up, <laughs> like in between every set, we're laughing, we're joking. And then we're coaching and helping each other. We're lifting heavy weight. And then we go back to laughing and joking. Right. And it's like our time to put our phones away and like really like laugh together. And it, when the phones come out, it's literally just us Snapchatting each other, like doing stupid shit. Right. Like, so if you're not following us on Snapchat, follow us on Snapchat because it's <laughs> hilarious. But the point is, is like we don't, we never ever train angry uh, for the most part at all. Um, Maybe, maybe Lucas sometimes that I don't even like, I, I've, I can't remember the last time any of us have actually trained like really angry. I mean, I've trained pissed off. I've trained p- pissed off plenty of times. Recently? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably like a month ago. Man, I don't know yeah. why. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because I, I haven't trained alone in a long time though either. You know what yeah. I mean? Every time I train, I'm with my boys. And so it's always yeah. kind of like a good mood. So maybe yeah. that's it. Cause sometimes you train at different times. Well, yeah. Now I'm training in the morning. So, yeah. you know, I think that you know, and the reason that I made that was because of my mindset, right? Because at the end of the day, like just, you know, from, if you're, if you're really like into coaching and you're really coaching your clients up, like, like you should be, you're going to be mentally drained at the end of the day. And that's why 25 to 30 hours a week training is like a full-time coach. Without a doubt. Because like, man, like if, if, if you, for me anyway, um, you know, when, when I'm so mentally exhausted, it's hard to be engaged when it comes to my own personal training. So I use my, I use my training sessions kind of as momentum for the rest of my day now. And I like it a lot better. Um, and I'm, it's, it's caused me to, to get up earlier. Like, you know, I never wake up at seven 30 uh, in the morning. I I woke up today and and went straight to the gym. I finally did that last week cause I had to, you know what I mean? I had shit going on tonight and I'm actually gonna, as soon as we get on this podcast, I'm gonna go train and I, I completely felt the same. Um, my 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 thing is just like creating content during the days that you know what I mean. Like right. I got to do it. So, um, man. So for my mindset, uh, my biggest mistake with mindset, I feel like I see, and uh, I also saw myself a lot too. But um, I see one of the two, and more so than others, overthinking and doubting fear, or doubting yourself and like fear of judgment of others. Right. So they all kind of relate, and I think like 
so many people overthink the process of fat loss. They go into the gym and they're worrying about like what they can and can't achieve. They're worrying about what other people are thinking about them. Um, and at the end of the day, like nobody is even thinking about you because guess what they're thinking? They're thinking about what you're thinking about them. So like right. everybody's doing the same bullshit <laughs> and it's crazy because yeah. I used to do it all the time. And it's like, you want to be like somebody else. You want to lift as much weight as somebody else. Your ego kicks in. You're doubting yourself because you don't think you can do as much as they can. And, even though you're noticing that one thing they can do better, I think they're noticing that one thing you can do better and you just don't even think about that, right? So like, and it almost, it like as I'm talking about it, it just sounds batshit crazy to think about. And, and But it's so true and oh, it's, it's so- It's human nature. Yeah, like, and, and I did it for so long and it wasn't until uh, we went to Resurrection Week, which was like a, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's kind of like a male retreat for uh, fitness entrepreneurs, I guess is the best way you can say it. And it's really like a way to master yourself personally, the power and control of your own life. And man, that changed everything for me because it was just always about overthinking, overstressing and doubting and fearing things. And, and I think that just relates to like what you said, you come into the gym angry, you go to bed angry, you wake up angry because you're just constantly thinking yeah, about all like these if you can't create things. space, like, you know, your, your mental yeah. capacity is going to be right. Smoked. And I think. That is huge, right? And and I've I've literally seen. So when he says create space, all he means by that is going out and doing something for yourself. Like like I said before, skateboarding and s soccer for me. I go out there by myself. I don't really know anybody else on the team, so it's a chance for me to be alone and like enjoy myself. Like I'll go on like I used to go on trail runs and or not runs, uh, trail walks and hikes and stuff like that alone. Like just small ones because being alone with yourself is challenging for a lot of people to be in your own head. And right. I think that's actually really powerful. And I've seen people lose weight because of that. Their stress goes down so much if I force them to do create space once a week. And in the first couple of times, it's not as enjoyable, but then they grow to like it. And then it becomes like a really, really helpful thing. Well, yeah, man. Like people are people are scared to be alone. Right. And and here's the thing. Like Jesse Elder, uh, you know. He, I think he said it best, right? Is I, I love this analogy, and he talks about, you know, and, and what I mean by clarity and and uh, you know, creating spaces. You know, if you think about it, right? When you're if, if you're pissed off all the time, you're constantly tense, you're tense, and you're constantly stressed out. It's kind of like being in a hurricane, right? But when you're able to create space for yourself, it's like being in the eye of the storm where it's calm. Right. So you can look at everything around you. Right. Just going absolutely crazy. There's chaos. Um, and, and you're able to be in a place of, of peace uh, and, and power and you can make a rational decision in that moment. But if you step out of the eye and you're you immerse yourself in all that craziness and all that chaos, then it's very hard to make a decision from yeah. uh, a place of peace and power. Right? Wow. That's a great Fuck. analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic, dog. I have never, I didn't hear that. I've never read that. That's dope. Yeah. Jesse Elder. Jesse Elder. Yeah, he, he's got some wisdom, man. That, that was crazy. Um, so to finish off, let's go right into nutrition because I think we definitely demolished mindset. I think it's, it's extremely simple, but very hard, right? Like you got to take those action steps and make those I'll, moves. I'll start with it because you're kind of like, you're the nutrition, you're the nutrition guy. And I just want to see if you agree with me okay and if yeah. not this is where you get punched in the face probably not he's kind of <laughs> <it's all right. laughs> so my number one thing and that i see with with most of my clients and for me myself is failure to prep because i feel like if you do not prep right throughout i mean not and not just in nutrition i think this this goes for a lot of things right but especially with nutrition 
um, since we're on the topic is, is failure to prep. So if you're not, if, if you don't know what you're going to eat for the day, or if you don't have a few days, uh, you know, cooked up, or if, whatever, if, if you're too busy for that, whatever it is, and, and you don't have that, that meal service, um, you know, then it's really hard to get those calories in. And that's where I think that we see a lot of people who are, um, calorie deficient, right. right? Or, um, you know, I mean, I know people who are eating like 800, like surviving off like 800 yeah. calories. Or the I mean, exact opposite. They're overeating yeah. because they're in a rush and they say, fuck it. So they go, go to McDonald's or yeah, yeah. they go somewhere or even like they're Crushing grabbing snacks because you look at a, like a lot of processed food has so much additives in it, it ends up having a lot more calories than you think. Right. Or if you go to a restaurant, it's cooked in so much butter and oil and all these different things, which is fine to do in moderation. But like if people are surviving off that <sighs> butter. <laughs> I'm the same Sorry. way though. A, Butter on a sweet potato, out loud. killing it. But uh, I, I have people like they're like, you know, what? I'm just busy, so I eat out for every meal. But I eat like you know, a salad. I eat a small meal, like it's nothing crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but like that 500 calorie looking meal is probably actually a thousand yeah. calories. You know, like the ones at Panera. Like, oh, you know it's I mean? crazy. Like, the yeah. kale salad is like 900 calories. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. Like people uh, and people do it all the time. Like, oh, Jamba Juice is healthy, right? Like, I can get a smoothie. It's like, I mean. That's why I never put the words good or bad or healthy. And I actually wrote an email about this today, like good food versus bad food, because there is no good food versus bad food. And my analogy I used in it was like cashews are a bad food for me. And that wouldn't make sense because they're nutritious, but it's a trigger food, right? right? Like I'll go to town. I don't give a fuck what my macros are. Like I don't stop with cashews. You know what I mean? So no, but I totally agree with that. I think, uh, and I think prepping in not just the sense of like meal prepping, but in the sense of planning ahead. So that's what I always tell people is like, Hey, step number one is planning and prepping. They're like, man, like I don't want to carry around Tupperwares. I'm like, that's not what I mean. I don't carry a single Tupperware around. But I know what tomorrow's breakfast, lunch, and dinner will be, Correct. right? Like I know what my snacks are going to be. If I go travel, like I have a good idea of what I'm going to be eating. And if you have issues in there, then you need to know exactly what you're eating. You know what I mean? I've actually been doing this long enough where I can kind of like guess along the way and know where my macros are at and everything like that. But I think for most people, you just got to have a good sense of where you're going, um, whether you physically cooked a meal ahead of time or not, at least know what you're going to cook. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, man, I think it's funny because... When, when I like that we save nutrition in me for last because a lot of people probably assume I'm going to like throw out some crazy strategy or something, but literally consistency. That's yeah. it. Like Keep it simple, stupid. Every single diet works. And like, that's what's funny is people will ask me like, you know, like, what do you think about the paleo? I'm like, oh, it's, it's dope. It's good. And he's like, well, what about keto? I'm like, I mean, if, if that suits your lifestyle, what about macros? Yeah, that works too. And they're like, well, f- like, which one do you do? I'm like, <laughs> right. man, they all fucking right. work. Like paleo is super healthy. Um, do I think that you need to restrict yourself from rice and dairy if those sit well in your stomach? No, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with paleo because all the food in there is great for you. You know what I mean? Like tracking your macros is great too. If it fits your lifestyle, you know what I mean? So I think like pick something and stay consistent with it and don't switch it every week. Don't decide on, and I have, and I have clients that do this and I know they're going to be listening and I know they're going to know who I'm talking to because I talk to them about this. Like I have a couple people in mind and it's like, okay, I'm going to start macros this week. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's, let's start here. Like, let's do this. Like, let's slowly get into it. And then the next week, like, I can't handle this. I'm going to go to the handful diet. Okay. Like if that's what you think you need to do. Okay. I'm going to try this. And I'm like, yo, like you're just trying too much. Right. right? And, and I've gone through that with so many people and somebody that's in my mind right now, I've actually like limited them down to like literally just going, okay, what's your schedule? Like, well, you get up at 5am in the morning for work. You're not hungry, but you force yourself to eat because you think you need breakfast. So let's just remove that and do some intermittent fasting. She loves it. Not stressed out. She can wake up, have a cup of coffee and she's yeah. good. She's not tracking macros. So she's not stressed about numbers. And now like she's losing weight. You know what I mean? It's like, 
the simplest shit, but consistency is definitely mine. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. You good with that? Solid. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time on Mind vs. Muscle.